Thank you for connecting to this podcast from Faith Renewed Outreach Center. We hope that it's an encouragement to you today. For more information, check us out online at faithrenewed.org. If you have a Bible, do this. Turn to Acts 13. We're going to jump into the Word. We're going to jump into the Word and uh, just uh, see what God has for us today. And uh, I tell you, I am excited about what He is doing in this place. Um, Each week uh, during a series uh, we've been in called 29... Uh, we have been uh, just asking God to show us things. This series is a, a study that we're doing in the book of Acts. And uh, there's uh, 28 chapters in the book. We're 29. We're the ones that God's called out to be the, the ones who carry on the Word of God and the work of God. And we're seeing that happen. So again, more and more and more what God is doing. And uh, it's just very cool. We've been given like uh, each week two to four points. Uh, just whatever it is that the Holy Spirit illuminates in that chapter that week. We just ask him just to open it up to us, and then uh, we just share it, and then uh, just literally just go out and kind of do it. It's kind of cool. And uh, uh, we read about healing, and so people went and started healing people. And, uh, and so, you know, witnessing, they're doing it. So it's just a cool thing what God is doing. I know it's Mother's Day. Uh, we do this around here. We always ask the Lord what he would have us share. Uh, from time to time, I may interrupt series and speak uh, specifically to if there's a certain holiday or something. If God gives me a word for that, that, that holiday, he didn't, so I ain't. I want to make something up because it's Mother's Day. And it's hope, you know, he blesses it. I'm not, we don't work like that here. I'm going to preach what he says. So we're still in 29 today. Are you okay with that? Good. Like I said, I know good golly mothers who would rather see father move and him have his way than than anything else. That's the kind of church we have around here. So um, Acts 13, and uh, we're going to open it up and begin to read uh, verse 2 in just a moment. Before we do, I want us just to pray one more time. God, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Wow, you're at work in this place, God. You're at work in uh, our hearts and in this church, God. We're thankful for it. Thankful for what you're doing in other churches and testimonies we're hearing of outpourings of your spirit, salvations and signs and wonders that are happening across the earth, God. We believe, Lord, in our hearts, God, there's more that you want to do in and through us, God. So open our hearts today, God. Let the fire of God continue to burn strong in our hearts. And, Lord, we ask for that in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Wow. Ain't it, ain't it, man, just ain't it good to get back in God's Word? Acts 13. Uh, if you were here uh, last week, we, uh, I was going to reflect and look back. We're not. Go listen to the podcast. So uh, uh, go, go do that, if, and then you can get it. But uh, I want to share today, again, four things that uh, in Acts 13 that uh, God's put on my heart, I believe, for today. Um, we'll spend maybe more time on maybe one or two than the others, and so all the, uh, you know, the kind of things that you learn when you plan in sermons, uh, just, we have just thrown every bit of that out of the window. And uh, so it may spend one or two minutes here, 20 on one, whatever he just says to do, we'll let him do it. So uh, this is it, Acts 13, verse 2. Uh, we, again, have been looking in this book of Acts and asking God uh, what today is, uh, as a 29 church, that they did we should do? What are the things that they did we should draw from and grow from and believe for? So uh, that's kind of, again, the premise of this series. First one today, guys, put on my heart, is in verse 2. And it says this. It says, As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit said, Now separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. All right? That last part says, for, for the work to which I have called them. Say called them. 
called them. Today, the first point of this message today that I want you to give if you're a note taker, jot down today. They were called to a great work. They were called to a great work. You know what that means? As a 29 church, as the book of Acts, this church that God's called us to carry this on and move forth and go in, you're called to a great work. You're called to great things. Uh, we see this in Scripture, and, um, and it's, again, a beautiful picture of what God is, is doing today in our hearts and lives. What he's going to continue to do is this. It starts with the calling. Now, if you look at Scripture, Scripture says there's many that are called, but there's just few that are chosen. And I, I, we've done this. We, we have sometimes looked at that verse and said that all these people are called, but they were only like chosen the ones that were like, well, maybe that one and that one. That was not the choosing. Don't, please don't see that verse as that. The enemy has loved to, to mess Scripture up and, and put things in our mind to even do this. Well, there's a lot of these people that are called, but you're not one of the Hmm. You're not one of the chosen. Let me tell you who gets chosen. You know, this is who gets chosen. You know the ones when you're in the school and uh, you're sitting in class and, and uh, some of you, uh, you know, just getting past all these testing and all these kind of things or whatever. You know, this is who gets chosen. You know, when they sit out in class and the teacher stands up and they ask the question, you know who gets chosen? The one who raises their hand. The one who volunteers. Uh, and, and, and it's, it's sad. I don't, I don't never really big, big fan of those teachers that if you're one of those, I apologize. Uh, I'm not crazy about the teachers who will call on you if your hand ain't raised. Mm, I got some love in the room right now. I felt Jesus in that. I mean, aren't you, you know, you're one of those and you're sitting in the room and people's got their hands up on both sides of you. And they said, Hey, uh, you. No, that's not, the, that's not it. That's not how this thing works. You know how it works in the kingdom? It works in the kingdom of this. God's placed a calling upon your life. And when you say, yes, I'm the one, send me. Yeah. I'll go. That's how it works. And so you see this calling. You see this picture in here that they were called to this great work. And it's a beautiful thing. And listen, listen we think sometimes, and we'll see this, they lay their hands upon them, they pray over them, and they send them forth. Listen, before they ever laid hands on them, prayed over them, did any of those things, they were still called. They were still called. And a lot of times we think this. We think that it's going to take those things that we have to go through the certain process before we can be called to do something great for God. Listen, the qualification didn't come after the laying on of hands. They were qualified the moment they were called. And there's preparation things that we have to learn from and grow from and do. And I think it's a, this is a beautiful picture that they didn't go just try to run off and do their thing. Woo-hoo, long range, guns blazing, just, I mean, doing something crazy. No, they, they did things in order. They sat there, and they had the leadership of the church come to them, and they had them pray over them, anoint them with oil, send them forth. They did this great work, and it's a beautiful thing, and it's what happens for us when we do this. God, thank you for calling me. I raise my hand and say yes. They were called. And this is what you have to see. And I mean, people are getting it, and I love it. You are too. You are too. Just go with it. Just go with it. Just say, me? Now, you're going to find out point four today how it works. But, yes, you. Well, well, Pastor, you don't know the thing that I've been through. Pastor, you don't know the things I've been through and that I've done. 
You don't know the things that have been done to me. Listen, he calls you, he qualifies you. And so today, listen, oh man, just receive. Today, listen, I want you to put in your heart and see this, that God has called me. I'm I'm thankful for the testimony today that we heard of, of, of the cancer being, being healed. And, and it's, it is, to me, I believe, the picture of 29 and what God's doing in this church. I'm thankful. We're going to do this. We're going to see so many come down. We're going to lay hands upon them, pray the prayer of faith, and it's going to happen. But you know what's going to happen even more so? You picking up the phone saying, Grandma, get ready. Come on, baby, get ready, Granny. I know, I know you. I know as things are rough. The doctor said this, but I want you to believe it. I want you to trust Jesus, and I want you to have faith for this thing. I want you to believe that God's going to do what He said He will do, and you believe for it. And that's what will get you in a place to where you are, you at work. Middle of work situation, everything's going crazy at work. I mean, everybody there has lost their mind, and you stand up and say, "You know, some Holy Spirit wants to do something in this place." You know how you can do that when you know you're called. When you know you're called, and you're called to do these great things for God. It's a beautiful picture. They're called, so are we. We see in verse 3, a, be- a next point today in the message. Point 3 says this. It says, Then having fasted and prayed and laid hands on them, they sent them away. Now, I, again, this beautiful picture of how this thing works. They prayed and they fasted. We've already said it. The word's already been confirmed uh, th- through, the, through the word today, through, uh, through, through knowledge. It's, it's already happened. But listen, it's through prayer right. we've seen God do what he's done in this church. Right. It's through prayer that we're going to continue to see God do what he's going to do in this church. And this is what you have to do. You have to see prayer for what it is. This is the good thing about prayer. and People have this wrong picture of prayer. They see prayer as a job, not a joy. Come on. I mean, they, they do. They see that. They see this thing as a job, not a joy. And it's like, oh, man, Pastor's saying we got to pray more. Yeah. I want you to see it this way. Pastor's saying you get to spend more time with your daddy. You get to spend more time in his presence. There's never been a time that I've entered into a place of prayer that I didn't come out encouraged. And, and I mean, literally in a place of just power. I just, I just, it will happen. Everything changes. And the scripture says this. He says in Psalms 34, 8, he said to taste and see that the Lord is good. He said, taste and see. He said, taste and see. And so there's what happens. If you get in your mindset, it's a job, not a joy, you'll taste. If you see it that way, and I, I just, the Lord hit me with this the other day of, of just, a, I was like, man, the beautiful illustration for this point. I was, Friday morning, I was jogging, and at Friday morning, I was, it was one of those things where sometimes you feel good, sometimes you don't. That morning, I felt good. It was one of those good mornings. I was right there running. It was a beautiful day. It was nice. It was still cool. It was early, and I was just sitting out there running, and I was just enjoying myself a good pace. Things are going good. Things are, I mean, it's like one of those days where you don't feel like stopping and walking and bending over and catching your breath. I was moving, and this is what happened. I'm jogging along, having a good day. I took a route I had never taken, and on this route, I was jogging, and all of a sudden, I looked and I saw a big old patch of honeysuckles. Some generation today has no idea what that is. 
They know what the app store is on the phone. They know how many gigs this guy, where they can go get this move. They, know, they don't know what a honeysuckle is. Listen, honeysuckle is this. Honeysuckle is glory in a vine. It's glory in a vine. I mean, it's so, it was, it's a beautiful thing. And, and as I'm running along, I've I seen it. I seen it. It was beautiful. I saw it first. I, I got it in my glimpse. I, I saw it. And I mean, I was going, but I said, this is the thing. I said, man, I'm in a good pace right now. Let that settle. Let that settle for a moment. Now, if, if, here's what happens. If, if, if I'd have been about to pass out, having one of the bad days, I'd look for a reason to stop. But things were good that day. Listen, don't wait till things are bad to start praying. Even if things are going good, you're trucking along, you're making good progress, everything's going well. Listen, I want you to stop and taste. You know why? Because I know something. I know it's good. I know it's good. You know why I knew? Because I had tasted. Because as a little boy, I would be riding my bicycle down the road, and we'd cut across somebody's yard. Now I'm getting old. Don't you hate people cut through the yard when you get old? I didn't realize that everybody don't like that. But, you know, we're cutting through the yard. And then I remember if I saw the honeysuckles on the side, it didn't matter what was going on. As you were a kid, and it don't matter. And so I saw it, and I, I, I sensed, and this is what I would do. I'd ride my bike, and we would stop. We'd lay our bikes down, and we'd step all up in some honeysuckle. And we would get it, and we'd take it, and we'd pop that little thing off. <laughs> and we'd taste and see just how good it is. And this is cool. There's not been a little drop in there. But it was satisfying. And you know what it would make me do? Pop that one, throw it aside, give me another one. Just keep on going. I mean, just and then you just got your little trail through the honeysuckle. I mean, you, I mean, it's just, you had this. Who remembers what I'm talking about? Who knows who's enjoyed that taste? Who's seen it? Who's enjoyed that? Listen to me. Listen, if you ever taste of the presence of God through prayer, if you ever taste and see just how good it is in his presence, you'll quit tasting other stuff. You'll quit making your way. You'll quit trying to get in other places. You'll start seeing and tasting the goodness of God. We see this picture here, and it's beautiful. It's beautiful, and I love it. You know what I love what God's doing right now? Some of you are starting to taste. I've, I've watched some of you guys that have been spectators for a long time start being participators in this thing. I love it. I love it. I, and I know this too. I know that still, even right now, there's some of you still spectating. You know what? I used to make me mad. Just be honest. I'm just being real. I used to go home and get mad, be like, man, why didn't they do this? God was doing this, and he was in the place, and he was wanting to touch them. The Holy Spirit was there. Why are they just sitting back watching? It takes a little people longer than others. No, it does. It takes a little time. But listen, I've started watching this. I've started watching some of those who just watched it, used to spectate, and they started participating. Don't it make sense now? Come on, some of y'all watched this morning and said, I don't know what done happened in this place. I just come because it's Mother's Day. Somebody wanted me to cut. Now, listen, listen, <laughs> it, listen. You may tell what's happening is, is the people that's got together and they started tasting the goodness of God. They've started seeing just how great it is in his presence and watching what's going on. And listen, it makes sense now to them. Listen, this is what you need to do this morning. Taste. Taste. I I promise you this. Ask anyone in the room who's ever tasted the goodness of God. Ask them. Ask them, would they have ever done any different? You know, this is what happened. They'll always say, I wish I'd have tasted sooner. They'll always say, I wish I'd have done it sooner. But here's the good news. Listen, it's not too late this morning. 
He's here today. He wants to touch you. And every great revival that we see happen across America and across the world, every one of them starts with a group of people who are willing to pray. That's when it starts. And I, I just, I've, been, I've been reading up on some revivals and things that God's done, and every time it starts with prayer. I, I, was, I, I just want to take a moment and just kind of read for just a second. I'll go through it quickly, but I just felt so, so strong to, to, led to read this. What happens through prayer? This was in the Welch Revival in 1904. 1904. This is a great move of God. You study this, this revival and see what God did. It was just amazing. And uh, these are things that were recorded, literally. Some of this comes straight from the London Times. These are things that secular, the, the secular world took notice of. That's what I want us to hear. I, I wanted the church to celebrate and do great things, but I want the world to take notice. And so this is what happens. It says, And during the spring of 1904, a young uh, Welshman named Evan Roberts was repeatedly awakened at 1 a.m., He met with God until 5 a.m. and the Welch Revival followed. On November 7th, 1904, Moriah Chapel was filled to capacity for a prayer meeting that lasted until 3 a.m. Soul winning spread through the coal mines. Hear this. Profane swearing stopped. The mighty and unseen breath. This is quotations from from the article that said this. It said the mighty and unseen breath of the Spirit was doing in a month more than centuries of legislation could accomplish. Amen. You know what's going to change it? Not Democrat, not Republican church praying, yes. getting back on their face. That's when it's going to change. That's when we're going to see it happen. It said that they, they literally, just what God would accomplish through those moments. The pastor of St. John's Woods Presbyterian Church declared on Sunday, January 1st, 1905, that according to the London Times, the Welch Revival had great effect in spiritual carelessness among Christians and the growing bitterness which had uh, accentuated our unhappy divisions. The Times added that the religious revival in Wales continues with unabated zeal. Huge crowds were attending the meetings. Bible verses covered down in the coal mines over the doors. The Times observed the whole, Times observed the whole population had been suddenly stirred by a common impulse. I think I know what that is. They had gathered at crowded services for six and eight hours at a time. Political, hear this, political meetings and even football matches were postponed. You know it's revival when they stop the NFL. Noah's revival when, when God showed up. That, 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 I'm believing for it. Listen, the people will start getting, I mean, more excited about Jesus than a team. I don't mind teams. I don't mind sports. But, man, let's get more excited about Jesus. And it says that the quarrels that had been going on, trade union and worksmen and non-unionists had, been, had made up. At Glen Neath, a feud had existed for over 10 years between two independent chapels. But during the past week, United Services... United services have been held in both chapels, and the ministers have shaken hands before the congregations. The Salvation Army set apart January 19, 1905 for a day of confession, humiliation, and uh, prayer throughout England, Ireland, Scotland, and Wales. All-day prayer meetings... All-day prayer meetings were held in many of the principal cities of the British Isles. According to the London Times, the meeting was marked by fervent Prayer. Fervent prayer. And anyone who felt called upon to pray, anyone. Fires of spiritual revival and moral recovery were spreading. Coal miners crowded into prayer meetings that lasted till 3 a.m., then washed 
ate breakfast and returned back to work. Many drunkards confessed their sins and received Christ. According to the London Times of February 2nd, 1905, due to the Welsh revival, many men abandoned dens of iniquity. Employers noticed a great improvement in the work produced by employees. The revival fire burning in Wales in 1904-05 spread through England, Ireland, and Scotland. Prayer meetings multiplied as many as 2,000 attended a prayer meeting in the city of Bradford, in the city of Leeds. Samuel Chadwick reported that his church was never empty all day. An amazing work of grace transformed life in a factory. In 1905, a week of united prayer meetings in English towns called Newton led to a glorious revival. The Prince's Theater was packed each Sunday night after church with 1,500 praying believers and many unsaved seekers in Bullwell. Many of the most degraded drunkards were converted. In the Bedfordshire villages, whole nights devoted to prayer prepared for powerful evangelism. The Irish Presbyterians issued a call to prayer. Noonday, evening prayer, meetings multiplied. The Irish Methodists and other denominations experienced an unusual spirit of grace and supplication. Enlarging revival meetings packed both the First Presbyterian and the Methodist churches. The taverns were emptied. I'm sick of bars being more full on Saturday night churches on Sunday morning. Come on, that's not how it should be. Listen, that's changing. It's, 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 it's God's doing something. And he says this. He said that they were literally, they were emptied. I, <laughs> While people who had not attended church before come in record numbers. What are we seeing? People never attended church before coming in this place, coming in this door. Never before in record numbers received Christ. Within six months... 100,000 souls were converted because somebody prayed. God, do it again. And you know who he's called? Damon Thompson says this, Revival is a treasure that is always hidden in the next dimension of prayer. Revival is a treasure hidden in the next dimension of prayer. Pastor, what's he going to do next in this place? I don't know. But I'm going to pray. We're going to pray. We're going to agree. And this is my prayer. This is my heart. You know, Wednesday nights is just as full as Sunday mornings in this church. Some of you stay home because you don't, there's not a whole full worship team and nobody's preaching to you. But listen, this is what God's calling this church to do. He's calling us to pray. I know some of you physically can't get here because of your schedule's. Totally understand that. But listen, don't stay at home when God's calling you to his house. Right. Don't stay where you're at when God's saying, come in. But listen, then you'll only see this when you realize this. That it's a joy, not a job. Right. And he's called you into his presence. Feel this ever taste and see, man. You watch what God will do. They prayed. You know what else they did? They fasted. They fasted. And, I, and this is one of the things. This is a spiritual discipline where you give up something and to get something greater. And so they literally they would give up food and we would watch this. And I, I don't know. This, this is just one of those things that's so difficult for so many people. And it's hard for me. You know why? Because I love to eat. <laughs> love it, man. I, don't, I can discipline myself to eat certain things, but I just love it. I don't, I don't enjoy going without it. I love it. It's a great thing. And, 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 and what, this is what happens. If you ever get called to a, to a fast... Ain't that the day the joker that never brings nothing to the office? Never brings donuts in. He always come and get the stuff off your plate. That day, he's going to be generous and bring in Krispy Kreme. Hot now, ready. Bloom, side flash. 
He'd get me behind me saying, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. I mean, that, this is what happens. We see this thing happen. It's always how it goes in. But listen, and then you'll see somebody offered to buy you lunch that day. Yeah. I just feel led today. No, you didn't feel led. No, you didn't listen to the wrong voice. You didn't feel led by God to do that because I'm in a fast right now. And don't you feel God when you do that? But listen, they prayed. They fasted. God showed up and he worked. Third thing that we see is this, and it's a beautiful picture. Pick up in verse 9, verse 11. We see this. It says, Then Saul, who was also called Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, looked intently at him. This is someone who come in representing the enemy and the stop. Uh, of, it was, represents what the enemy was trying to do to stop the move of God and what God was doing in this place. He said this. It said, and he said in verse 10, O full of all deceit and fraud, you son of the devil. Son of the devil. You enemy of all right, unrighteousness, will you not cease perverting the straight ways of the Lord? Verse 11 says this, And now indeed the hand of the Lord is upon you, and you shall be blind, not seeing the sun for a time. And immediately a dark mist fell on him, and he went around seeking someone to lead him by the hand. Look at what happens here. In the story, this enemy that had been coming against him, trying to stop the move of God, and we've already heard the word, they took authority over it. And point three today is this. Listen, they took authority over the enemy, and it's what we must do. That's what we must do. Listen, you've got to start seeing this work, how God is wanting to do this through you. Through you. He is wanting to, through you, the Holy Spirit is wanting to work and just, and literally just, I mean, just move through you. Quit putting up with junk. Quit putting up with stuff, man. Quit just letting the enemy have his way. And, and I, I know sometimes it gets tough. And we want to say, man, the devil's on my back. Well, listen, get him off your back. Put him under your feet where he belongs, man, and declare the word of God in that situation. Take authority over the enemy. Take authority over the things that are coming against you. Listen, you're watching something happen in your marriage, and you're watching the enemy try to destroy it. Take authority over it. See it. Do it. I mean, you're seeing things. Your children, man, are being attacked by the enemy. Take authority over it. Take authority over it. Man, how, how can I do that? I don't know. Take authority. Declare the name Jesus. Walk forth in power. And they did this. But the Bible says because they were filled with the Holy Spirit. Yes. We've learned this throughout this series. Listen, every person God wants to fill with the Spirit of God. Yes. Listen, this is it. This is the same way. When he says that many are called, few chosen. Listen, you know, he'll fill the one who says me. I want him. I want him to fill me. I want him to fill me to overflowing. And this is what will happen. You start walking forth in the authority that God's given you. Walk forth in power. Man, they saw this and they did this. They quit. And this is, I love it, man. Some of you are here today. Some of you are in this room right now because somebody took authority over the enemy that was after you. We celebrate Mother's Day today. There's some of you, Mama prayed you in here. Let some of you, Mama, pray. And she may have done be gone right now. She may have done passed on wanting to be with Jesus. But you know what? She might have prayed years ago when you was out acting a fool. She may not even got to see it happen. You know what she'll get to do, though? She'll get to spend eternity with you in heaven. That's what will happen. So we got to see this. Take authority over it, man. You got to take authority over the enemy when it comes against you. Don't allow. Don't quit putting up with this stuff. Quit letting him have his way. Take authority over. It's a beautiful picture. He took authority over the enemy, and this is what he did next. He preached Jesus. He preached Jesus. We see in Scripture, we see uh, verse, uh, pick up in verse 28, we see this. It says, And though they found no cause for the death in him, 
they asked Pilate that he should be put to death. You know what he's doing? He's telling the story of Jesus giving his life to these guys. He's preaching the gospel. He tells them this guy named Jesus comes, and you put him to death. You came, and he did, and he got on the cross and died. He's showing them this. 29 says that now when they were uh, fulfilled, all that was written concerning him, they took him down from the tree, laid him in a tomb, but God raised him from the dead. You know what he's telling them? He's preaching them. He's speaking the gospel message to them. You know what they do? They respond. They respond, and they come, and they make this declaration, and they receive Jesus. And he goes on, and he begins to preach. You know why? Because he took authority over the enemy. There's some of the things right now, listen, the enemy has been stopping. He's been deceiving the gospel from going forth for some of you guys. Some of you, you see this in your family, situations, maybe at work. Listen, there's things that are hindering the move of God. Take authority over it. Take authority over it in Jesus' name. Always in his name. You take authority over that. You come against that, and it'll give you access and interest to begin to share Jesus. And watch what he'll do when he's preached, when he's shared. Number four thing is we see in this, we see in verse 38 and verse 39, we see this. It says, Therefore, let it be known to you, brethren, that through this man is preached to you the forgiveness of sins. He preaches Jesus to them. He shares the gospel with them. And he tells them this. He says, this guy, this Jesus that I'm preaching about, it's through him there's forgiveness. And he says in verse 39, and by him, everyone who believes is justified. From all things from which you could not be justified by the law of Moses. The fourth thing is this. They realized that they've been justified. They realize that they've been justified. And it's what we must do too. We must realize that we've been justified. This, this word here, it means that you've been declared righteous. Declared Righteous. You, you, if, if, you, if you know how this works and what he's referring to, the law of Moses, he's trying to tell them that the greatest religious system that has ever been put in place will not save you. It don't matter how many. You might can fulfill it and come down and you get everything that you think you're doing right. Listen, there's some area that you will always miss it. There's some areas, and, and there's some, man, you may have missed it more than others, but I want you to hear this today. Jesus has preached to them. He tells them that there's forgiveness of sins there. And he says that everyone who believes will be justified. You'll be declared righteous. Galatians 2.16, and I love this in the Message Bible, says this. It represents this verse. It says, we know very well that we are not set right with God by rule keeping, but only through personal faith in Jesus Christ. How do we know? We tried it. We had the best system of rules the world has ever seen. Convinced that no human being uh, can please God by self-improvement, we believed in Jesus as the Messiah so that we might be set right before God by trusting in the Messiah, not by trying to be good. There's, there's been many people have been, especially in our Bible Belt, they've, they've shown you a list and a checklist. And if you check the list off well and you've done good that day, God loves you. Listen, the Father's love 
is so great for you. All the worship team is going to come forward, and I, 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 as, as, they, as they do, I, I'll hear this one last time. Please hear this. Convinced that no human being can please God by self-improvement, we believe in Jesus as the Messiah so that we might be set right before God by trusting in the Messiah, not by trying to be good. I told Kyle, I said, man, trust him. I just need you to trust him. Listen, you need to trust in Jesus. There's some of you here today, listen, you've been inundated, you've been bombed and blasted, and you've been shown religion, and you've been shown things that misrepresent Jesus. I'm just going to say that in the nicest way I can. You've been shown things that misrepresent Jesus. Listen, it's when you do this, put your faith and trust in him. It's not by doing good things. You know what will happen when you put your faith and trust in him and the Holy Spirit begins to work in your life? The presence of God comes down and the grace of God, you start saying, wait a minute, I'm called? Me? Yes, you. But I've did that. I've done all these. Now listen, you've been justified by grace through Christ. And you know what he does? He calls you for great works. You can't find a scripture where you're saved by doing these works. If I do enough great things, man, then God's going to love me and I'm going to get in. Listen, he saves you for those works. And this is what will happen. He'll move through you. Listen, today he's called you. Every person in this room, I want you to just just bow your heads right where you're sitting. Just feel the Holy Spirit right now. Just speak into hearts. Feel the Holy Spirit speak into hearts. today, I want you to do this. I want you to taste and see. I want you to taste and I want you to see. I want you to see how good he is. You don't have to understand everything. You don't have to be a member of this church or any church. Listen, there's great benefits that come from those things, but listen, you do have to do this. You have to say yes to Jesus. You know what he's doing right now? He's, he's sending out a call to every person in this room. It's been our prayer, so I just believe that's what's happening. He said, he, he, I just believe that he's sending out a call to every person here. You know who he's going to choose today? The one who'll say yes. He'll choose you. Pastor, I got a lot of stuff going on, man. I've messed up. I've done. He'll, he'll choose you if you say yes, me. Here I am. taste and see. There's, there's some that right now, this is what's happened for you. It's, it's very similar to what I, I experienced. I was that little boy riding that bicycle who was stopped playing for that moment. Pull my bike over, reach over, pull a honeysuckle off the vine. Enjoy that. Listen, there's some of you that might have been a time way back in another place Earlier in life, earlier in, 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 in your, 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 your life, you might have said, yeah, I'm, I'm going to try this thing. But somewhere along the way, life took over, things got busy, you just, you've, you've drifted away from God. Listen today, He wants you to do this. He wants you to stop, lay everything down, and taste and see today how good He is. And remind you, 
remind you. So listen, today, whether or not you've never trusted in him or you're in the place of this, that you say, I, I, I've, been, I've drifted so far. I want you to do this today. I want you to say yes to Jesus. I believe he's calling you.